0: Hi, this is Dalia Mortada with Just World Books. Approximately one year ago, Just World Books published The Trouble Triangle, The United States, Turkey, and Israel in the New Middle East, a series of essays written by some of the world's experts on the region and edited by William B. Quant. Since then, the volatility of what once started as protests for reform in Syria has now reached a critical level in which violence reigns and the situation is unpredictable from one day to the next. The country's troubles have dominated the region, with outside players in key roles either supporting the regime or the opposition. Turkey's stance specifically, in favor of the opposition, may have been a surprise, but was the logical step for a country that presents itself as a democratic model for the region. On August 9th, I caught up with one of the Trouble Triangle's contributors, Professor Yaprak Gürsöy of Bilgi University in Istanbul, to discuss Turkey's role in the region and how serious circumstances affect its relationship with the United States, Israel, Iran, and the rest of the Middle East. Here's how our conversation went. So I'm in Istanbul with uh, Professor Yafra Kirsoy uh, at the Billy University campus in Dolapdere. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I want to just jump right into it and talk about your chapter in the Trouble Triangle. In your chapter, you focus on how Turkey's leadership under the Justice and Development Party, which is also known as the AKP, which is also a traditionally Muslim political party, how that's affected the foreign policy, both within the region and with the United States and Israel. And since the Trouble Triangle is published, as you know, so much has changed in the world and in the region, particularly when it comes to Syria. And this seems to be the defining factor in the relationship with the United States, with the rest of the world, really, for for Turkey. One of the first points you make in your chapter is that Turkey's relationship with the U.S. and Israel is sort of strained because it has friendly ties or it had friendly ties with Syria. But since then, Turkey has solidly stood by the Syrian opposition and therefore against the current regime. How has that affected Ankara's position with Washington and the remainder of the West now that it's clearly supporting
1: a regime change in Damascus? Yeah, that's a good question and obviously a very valid question. When uh, we wrote these chapters for Trouble Triangle, of course, the Arab Spring wasn't the phenomenon that it is uh, right now. And there was almost no social movements uh, in Syria. I mean, we weren't really expecting this when uh, we were writing chapters. And uh, I don't think that the AKP government, um, like anybody uh, in you know interested in world politics, are uh, really expecting this major sea change in Syria. I, I think that uh, right now, Turkish uh, politics uh, or Turkish foreign policy towards Syria looks as if it has changed a little bit because now uh, it doesn't seem to have uh, good relations or friendly relations with the Assad regime as it used to have. And now it supports the uh, opposition uh, in Syria. But in my chapter, what I was trying to argue was that um, the AKP especially uh, wants to have good relations with Middle Eastern populations, not only the regimes, but the populations. And the AKP government tries to stress this notion that it is a good example, it's a good democratic example for Middle Eastern people, that, there, that it is possible to have democratic regimes in the Middle East uh, and it's possible to have you know, Muslim political parties that are also democratic uh, political parties and function in democratic settings. So in that sense, uh, the Arab Spring uh, gave kind of a new opportunity for the AKP to position itself as a democratic party, um, not uh, only in Turkey, but also in the region, a good example of a democratic uh, Muslim uh, political party. So uh, I believe that uh, after some hesitance, uh, I would say, because it it required some major change on the part of the AKP to abandon its close ties with the Assad regime and ally with the uh, opposition. Uh, So there was some kind of hesitation there. But after this uh, period was over, I think it made sense for the AKP government to support the opposition because the AKP government had, you know, kind of two options. And from the way that you can, I mean, the one way you can read these two options um, is to say, you know, um, either the uh, government or Turkey would be allies with an authoritarian regime or would support the just cause of kind of freedom fighters in Syria. If you put it that way, I mean, the second option made much more sense and it, uh, it was much more consistent uh, with um, the, the the discourse that, they, uh, that the AKP had uh, since the beginning of the 2000s, since it became the uh, government in Turkey. So in that sense, I don't think that it's too surprising uh, the position that the AKP took with regards to Syria. Now, in my chapter, I uh, made the point that uh, this uh, relationship with Assad wasn't uh, seen positively by the U.S. But I think right now the, uh, the U.S. position with regards to Syria has also changed. Even though it's not clear cut what I believe the position of the U.S. is towards Syria. But uh, right now, uh, I mean, it, it seems as if that the American government is also supportive of the opposition. But it, is, it, it they're supporting the opposition in a very lukewarm way. I mean, it's not very obvious. I mean, um, there are no major declarations one way or another. But I believe that right now Turkey and the U.S. are probably on the same uh, you know, track supporting the opposition, if not supporting the opposition in the American case, at least wishing or waiting for the opposition to strengthen itself even more and topple the authoritarian regime in Syria. To basically follow up on that, in your chapter you talk about how the AKP uses a populist
0: rhetoric Mm -hmm. and that generally appeals to the Turkish electorate as anti-American, anti-Israeli, pro-Palestinian, very nationalistic, Mm -hmm. but its decision to basically stand behind, like you said, the U.S. seems to be supporting the opposition and and a regime change, even though it's in a lukewarm way, They, they have said that the people have spoken. So how does the AKP seem to be sort of justifying its relationship with the U.S. despite the fact that its own electorate uh, is not in support of the U.S.? They have these anti-American sentiments and these you know, anti-Western uh, sentiments. Comparatively,
1: I mean, to tell you the truth, I don't think that um, Turkish-American relations um, have been on the agenda that much uh, since the Arab Spring has started, uh, because uh, there's so much going on in the neighborhood and also uh, currently in southeast uh, parts of Turkey. I mean, there, there are also some um, troubling developments uh, taking place uh, with regards to, I think, uh, uh, you know, the uh, PKK and, uh, you know, uh, some attacks of the uh, PKK. Uh, nobody was really is really paying attention to um, Turkish American relations. Uh, and um, I think uh, most of Turkish American relations are uh, re- are being read uh, from the perspective of Turkey's uh, relations with its neighbors anyways. Um so I mean I don't think that public opinion uh, really has the energy or the focus uh to think about uh this issue anymore because I mean this, uh, the the neighborhood has changed so much and now you know uh, with Iran uh, there you know very recently there has been a, a crisis because um no, some government officials in Iran uh, basically threatened Turkey along with the U.S. Um, so um, I don't think that really, I mean, that's a major uh, issue uh, in Turkey right now. But of course, um, we have to follow up on the news. Uh, most of the things that we're talking about right now can become invalid in just two, three days because the situation changes so much. Uh, And, um, you know, my uh, analysis, my current analysis, that Turkish-American relations um, uh, do not really dominate uh, uh, the agenda today uh, might change um, during the weekend. So from what you're saying, it
0: seems like the Turkish people aren't looking like, oh, uh, the AKP is supporting regime change in Syria, and therefore it's supporting America. It's, It's sort of separating the two. The Turkish regime is supporting a regime change in Damascus simply because that's what's
1: right? I think so, yes. I think that's actually the image that the AKP tries to portray. And I think that the AKP electorate uh, views the situation as such. Mm -hmm.
0: And uh, you mentioned Iran. And in addition to its prior relationship with Syria, you had mentioned in your chapter that Turkey's relationship with Iran is also straining its relationship with the United States. But now that Turkey has established its stance, it seems like its, its relationship with Iran is a little more tense. How has this affected the Turkey-Iranian relationship? And is one sort of tie growing weaker, the relationship with Iran growing weaker at the expense of, you know, Turkey trying to establish itself as this leadership uh, I think so, leadership? yeah.
1: And one of the nice things that came out of uh, our discussion in Charlottesville before the, uh, the book came out, you know, there was a conference... Um, And uh, one of the nice conclusions that we all agreed upon was um, that Iran and Turkey would be competing with each other in terms of regional uh, leadership. And now I think we can see that really happening, uh, because, of course, uh, Iran has closer relations with um, the Assad regime, and they've been, you know, uh, uh, very open about it. And Turkey supports the opposition, Um, so that uh, automatically almost, you know, uh, puts Iran and Turkey in two different camps. And uh, that makes uh, sense, uh, because for Iran, if the uh, Shiite regime um, of Assad... Uh, goes down, then they're going to lose uh, dominance in one crucial part of the region. And uh, we can say that, um, you know, in Iraq right now, Iran has more influence. Um, So if the uh, Assad regime stays in force, and if they continue to have influence in Iraq, then Iran will be gaining some uh, leverage uh, in the Middle East. And from the point of view of Turkey, of course, uh, that will be like abandoning, uh, you know, some of its leadership role in its uh, uh, neighborhood. Um, so and of course, from um, the American perspective, obviously, you know, Turkey's uh, leadership in that region is better than Iranian uh, leadership because, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, so I believe that we can now see Turkey and the U.S. Uh, coming closer um because of this uh, common, I don't want to say threat, but it's kind of like a, you know, (laughs) uh, threat uh, that Iran poses. And it seems like Turkey kind of could have the upper hand. A couple of
0: days ago, uh, on August 7th, the Iranian foreign minister visited Ankara, Ali Akbar Salehi, and he to secure Turkish assistance for 48 Iranian hostages that were taken by Syrian rebels. And basically, uh, the, the Turkish foreign minister, Ahmed Davutoglu, warned Iran not to have such um, sort of inflammatory rhetoric against Turkey for assisting rebels for either providing weapons or for taking the sides of the opposition. What does that actually say about the Turkish Iranian relationship because in the end Davutoğlu did say that they would help secure these hostages and help Iran in this situation does it mean that you know Turkey has the upper hand against Iran does it mean that the relationship is actually just the same as it always was or do you really think like you like you were saying earlier that there could be something here in terms of trying to establish power,
1: yeah, I think um, one of the questions that we need to ask is you know how um, unified the Iranian regime is, because what happened was um, you know after these threatening messages uh, to Turkey, uh, the foreign minister said that this wasn 't the official position of the government, so that immediately gives the idea that you know there are unofficial positions of the government or maybe the government is not so much unified. So uh, I think it was the Revolutionary Guard uh, which threatened uh, Turkey, so at least there could be some kind of conflict, an internal conflict between the Revolutionary Guard and the uh, government, I'm not sure. So, um, uh, of course, you know, I don't think that uh, Turkey would ever officially deny helping a neighboring country. You know, if um, an official of of a neighboring country, Iran or, you know, uh, any other country, comes and asks uh, for the rescuing of, uh, you know, basically civilian lives, then the official Turkish position would always be, yes, we would help you. But I don't think that this incident uh, should give us the image or belief that Iran and Turkey are uh, good friends. You know, underlying uh, all that official position, I think there is some tension. And that tension is not necessarily because um, the two governments are, have incompatible ideologies or something like that. It's mostly because of strategic uh, reasons. I mean, no matter what their personal convictions are, there are strategic factors that they cannot change. And this is the setting in which they have to operate. And the setting pushes them to take two different positions on um, the Syrian situation and you know to, uh, to have conflictual relations uh, because of uh, the current developments in the Middle East. And uh, the potential of becoming a leader for both of them in the region uh, would, I think, um, in uh, the subsequent months as well, keep the tension alive. I'm going to speak in
0: hypotheticals here to follow up on that. Would you say that the situation in terms of assisting Iran or not assisting Iran, but sort of the strategic situation, would it be different under another party, a secular party as opposed to the AKP, or do you think this is from what you know, this is a strategy that makes sense as a regional power.
1: Yeah, I don't think that it would uh, make a difference because the uh, because you know um, a secular party would be in power. But another political party, whether secular or not, I don't think that that makes a huge difference. But another party would have uh, could have had uh, a different policy, a policy that you know basically uh, advocates. Oh, I'm not going to dwell on this issue too much. It The AKP seems to have a more hands-on approach because this was their um, ideology from the start, you know, to have um, zero problems with the neighbors, to have a leadership position in the region. Another political party probably wouldn't have those goals. As a result, they might have been a little bit uh, less inclined to get involved with um, Syrian issues. But in the end, you know, the, I think the general position that they would have taken would be the same, uh, which was to, you know, verb, verbally, not, not perhaps in action, but verbally uh, supporting the opposition and calling for the uh, situation in Syria to become stable as soon as possible. Uh, but the the AKP seems to have a much more active uh, policy towards uh, Syria than other political parties. And I don't think that that's necessarily because of its um, Islamic background or ideology.
0: And I do have just one more question about Syria before we move on mm-hmm. to Israel, a brief question about that. But the Syrian refugee camps in the south, more reports are coming out, the tensions are mounting. This is This is what the news is saying. And in some cases it's been blamed on sectarianism, which is a very new concept when it comes to Syria, simply because sectarianism has never been an issue in yeah. Syria until very, like, even more of the recent months of the conflict. It wasn't even an issue, you know, a year ago. Is it the fact that many Turks are along the Syrian border are Alawite and of the Alawite sect that Bashar al Assad and the Ba'ath Party are from? Or is it, are these tensions as a result of the fact that there's this huge influx of immigrants coming to this region that wasn't very populated or didn't have very many resources to be able to take this many people? Do you have an idea?
1: Mm, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a difficult question to answer. Uh, I mean, to be able to... Um, answer this uh, question in a sufficient manner. Probably one has to go to uh, the uh, region and interview these people. But my hunch would be that it's just the influx of the refugees and uh, you know the draining of the resources uh, because of the conflict um, that is then at the very border of this uh, region. I, I believe that that will probably be the uh, reason. Sectarian issues in Turkey are, of course, uh, you know, naturally uh, very important uh, domestic. issues. Issues And there are sectarian problems in Turkey as well. But, you know, as far as I know, I can say that it has never reached a point where it affects uh, Turkey's relations with its neighbors. It has always been a domestic problem. And when it comes to foreign policy, I think sectarian conflict in Turkey never really influenced um, Turkey's relations with um, neighboring countries. So now I'd just like to briefly shift our focus to Turkey's relationship
0: with Israel, because whatever happens in the region affects Israel. And also Turkey's relationship with the United States also affects its relationship with Israel. And in your chapter, you argue that Turkey would hold the same stance with Israel, whether it was the AKP or another party ruling the country. And since the Mavi Marmara incident, where nine Turkish civilians were killed by the Israeli forces, the relationship between the two countries have been... Frigid, mm-hmm. absolutely frigid. The military relationship, if I understand, is still the same, mm-hmm. but diplomatically they they're not doing well, and Turkey won't accept it until Israel apologizes. Why do you think that's the case? Why why is the AKP not uh, appealing to to this sort of anti-Israel stance that the rest of its electorate is appealing to? Why is it maintaining this relationship with Israel from the like sort of the perspective of it being an Islamic party?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think my answer to this question is very similar to my answer to the Turkish-American relations uh, question. Right now, that's not on the agenda. I mean, um, of course, Israel uh, is always an important country in the region and an important country for Turkish foreign policy as well. But right now, I mean, nobody can afford to think about, you know, relations with Israel, it seems to me. I mean, you watch the news and that's hardly an issue there are more important and more urgent uh, matters that the government has to deal with. And I believe that um, this is the reason why, you know, Turkish-Israeli relations uh, has become, you know, a secondary agenda, if you will. Thank you so much for meeting Thank with you. me.